Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus four four one two seven three. 733433 or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact or you can speak to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now today I'm joined by Eric Abair, founder and lead digital strategist at Evolver. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Eric, where are you in the world? So I'm located in South Jersey, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Fantastic. What's the weather doing there? Uh, it's getting very, very hot, and I'm just praying my air conditioner doesn't blow up this weekend. <laughs> we've had a lot of hot weather in the UK, actually. It's been, uh, I think it might have touched 30 today in Brighton, so we're very lucky with the weather. It isn't normally quite that hot. Resisting the temptation to go on about the weather, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're doing at Evolver. Sure. So I've been involved in uh, the digital marketing space for a little uh, over 15 years here, actually coming up on my 15 year anniversary, mainly provide, you know, uh, very search engine marketing based services um, to local businesses, software companies, uh, companies abroad. I sort of have a kind of a a nice palette of different kinds of companies I work for, Uh, mainly focusing on sort of lead generation. That seems to be my specialty as opposed to e-commerce, mostly, um, mostly lead generation. You know, started out in in the search engine marketing space, which kind of has evolved over the last fifteen years into full service uh, digital marketing agency. And you, am I right in thinking you started off as a freelancer, then you sort of developed your agency from there? Yes, I started off as a freelancer, and um, still very much in that sort of transition. While you know, I, I do have you know the last, I'd say the last five years of my fifteen year journey has been um, going through the trials and tribulations of going from freelancer to agency. And stumbling across the way and, you know, taking step backs and figuring out how to scale and, and how to grow a team of people and stuff. So, uh, you know, still very much in that transition of, of building into uh, a lot, you know, sort of a larger uh, agency brand than the freelance, um, but we're well on our way. Fantastic. I wanted to start off the conversation actually talking about um, good old SEO, search engine optimization, because it's, it's a big topic and it's often one of the first things people think about. Um, in the whole sort of realm of digital marketing, especially the consultancy of digital marketing. And we hear a lot of talk about snake oil SEO versus real SEO. 
How did you find that as you were transitioning and, and building your business? I and mean, how do you sell SEO? Right. So, you know, for many years, um, I, again, I got started in, in 2003. And for maybe the first 10 years, my focus was on selling SEO as, as the main service, as what I provided. Mm. So I was very much kind of blind to what my clients and customers were looking for. And I also find at times that the clients and customers or potential clients and customers are kind of blind too, because, you know, my focus was on the SEO, the let's get your website ranked in Google for X keyword and not really thinking more bigger picture. Mm. So when I use words like snake oil SEO versus real SEO, that's, there's that, you know, it's, it's, I find it hilarious because I've been doing it for so long that it's still such a misunderstood thing. Like there's so many companies out there. I mean, there's, there's thousands of companies that sell quote unquote SEO services that are really just anything from like your GoDaddy search engine submissions, you know, for a month service to, you know, kind of uh, shady companies selling shady link building services or whatever. Yeah. And people kind of as this thing that you just put a little bit of money into and it's just going to make magic happen as opposed to real SEO, which is, you know, everything involved, whether it be the on-page technical aspect of it or the ongoing sort of what I call real marketing aspect, which is, you know, trying to get people to talk about you online. So we can build links and build authority and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of, um, basically, you know, teaching potential clients the difference between a quote unquote SEO service, um, versus a actual like real marketing, branding, web development, you know, everything that, that kind of plays a role in, in making SEO work. Um, and thus also sort of, you know, building up the value of that. So, yeah. you know, over the years too, it's it's also, so I, going back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, I spent the first half of my career selling SEO and it wasn't until, you know, the earlier part of this decade where, you know, I really started getting into the analytics side and the conversion optimization side and really, you know, getting the light bulb that went off in my head saying like, you've got to understand what your client's uh, goals and objectives are. Sometimes you actually have to pull that out of them or, or, or tell them, like, you know, this isn't about ranking in Google for a keyword. This is about, you know, ranking for the right keywords that are going to generate the right kind of traffic and then converting traffic into, you know, whether if you're e-commerce into sales or if you're selling services into lead generation and, and really kind of like knocking that point home to your clients. So, you know, people ask me all the time what I do for a living. You know, I, I use the word digital strategist, which is sort of just a made up uh, job title that I, gave, I give myself to kind of like, give me the the leeway to talk about the different aspects of what I do. But, mm. you know, I, I tend to not come out and say SEO or, or search engine marketing from the get-go. I talk a lot about, you know, generating leads. I'm in the lead generation business, search engine marketing being my main channel of, of generating those leads. So, yeah. you know, really understanding understanding the ultimate goal that I'm trying to provide for a client um, not only helps me sort of create a better relationship with my clients and, and sell my service. So I don't really consider myself doing sales these days. I'm just kind of teaching people how this stuff works, but also, you know, it, it's going to help, it's going to help you be, be a better SEO if you're really understanding, um, you know, the, the end goal for whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah. You mentioned uh, conversion optimization. We'll come on to that in a minute. You also mentioned, uh, well, you alluded to like analytics and tracking progress. Do you think that's something that's often overlooked or enough emphasis isn't given to that from a lot of agencies? I mean, as far as like, you know, obviously your large agencies, they, I hope your agencies are doing that. Um, maybe your smaller agencies or your freelancers or those who are still kind of growing and getting into the game or, or forgetting that. But um, I mean, I definitely see that a lot when interacting with potential clients, you know, they'll, you know, I think, I think everyone, most business owners at this point in, in sort 
sort of, I use the word the game again, or they're used to getting like ranking reports or some sort of audit. You know, everyone's out there spamming small business owners with, I put together this ranking report for you or this audit for you, which is just, you know, some software that's, you know, auto generating something to kind of pull the, the client in as a lead or whatever. But yeah, I definitely tend to emphasize it's actually helps me out because you know, someone, a potential client will show, and I'm guilty of doing the same thing, but being able to explain to a client, for example, like, okay, here's a ranking report that generates, you know, your ranking of this position for this keyword. Well, that's not necessarily going to equate to any sort of leads or sales. It could be a very long tail keyword. Okay, you rank number one for it, but who cares? If you're not getting any traffic or not getting any, you know, customers from it, it's not really that that valuable. Um, so like I, and same thing with like an audit or, you know, can tell you xyz about your website but again your website might need to work on the seo side of it but it might need it might be smarter to focus on a conversion side first you know maybe you don't have a call to action that you could quickly implement and then your conversion rate changes from one to three percent or something like that and you're you're seeing the immediate benefit from it on the lead and sales side of things so um, i'm constantly you know um one of the things that i always tell potential clients and that my clients enjoy is when i give them a report every month the first thing that in the report isn't, you know, their keyword rankings increase, decreases, or, you know, maybe their even the amount of traffic. It's very much goal oriented. It's this is how many leads were generated this month based on, you know, our campaign. And that's really, I think, the most important thing for my clients. I mean, half of my clients don't even read beyond that because that's all that they're really concerned about. You know, is Eric and his team, are they doing what they promised? Are they generating sales for us? So, I mean, that dialogue in itself, you know, obviously provides tremendous value for my clients, but it also helps in the sales aspect of it when I'm talking to a potential client, because then it clicks in their mind like, hey, this guy's not here to sell me some arbitrary number of search engine rankings that might feel cool knowing that I rank for a keyword, but ultimately does nothing for my business. He's actually focused on the bottom line side of things. Yeah. Now, conversion optimization, that's a huge area. I'm interested in the uh, the sort of overlap between uh, conversion optimization and actual the design of, of websites and, and the interaction there. How closely do you think they're related, design and conversion optimization? Very much related. But with a lot of the things we're talking about, too, it's sort of like the perception of design versus, you know, my perception of design is different from um, sort of like my typical business owner, small business owner's perception of design. So a lot of people will, will ask me what I do, we'll start talking about the different components and they'll say, well, so you design websites. And I kind of, you know, I say, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, that's obviously an important part of what I do, but typically when a small business owner thinks of a website design, they're thinking of what kind of pretty graphics can we put on and, yeah. you know, how can we, it, how can we make it, you know, shiny? Um, and my, my perception of website design is more of how do I get the visitor to do something as quickly as possible, yes. whether it be filling yes. form, um, you know, hitting a button to make a phone call or adding a product to a shopping cart. So that's kind of another um, hoop that I have to jump through when talking about um, website design. It's it's kind of talking customers off of a ledge of, hey, like, you know, don't worry so much. You know, you're, yes, your competitor has this, this really pretty website with, you know, shiny graphics and has a slider and it shows all sorts of different things. But does it actually do what it's supposed to, which is yeah. give the, the visitor information? Um, and get them to perform some sort of action. So, yeah. again, it's it's a kind of another you know a lot of a lot of the dialogue in the sales arena is hey I you know I want I want this and I actually had a great interaction with a client recently who's, who was talking about so one of the things that I've been doing a lot with my small business websites 
is really pushing the mobile side of things and trying to explain to them what we want their customers to get on the phone with them or get that form filled out as quickly as possible. So mm. eliminating the the need for multiple page websites for at least from the user interface side of things, you know, so doing a lot of like one page scroll based small business websites where they find the phone number, they find the contact information and they, and they pick up the phone as soon as possible. And, you know, kind of giving them that, like, understand what your customer is looking for. They're not looking for a shiny, pretty object. They're looking for your phone number. So let's give them that, you know, that, that experience is in the best way that we can. Yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned um, different sort of perceptions of design and you gave a nice example there. And it, it struck me as uh, the difference between, I don't know, functional design and aesthetic design. Correct. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, in your uh, journey in putting together uh, the agency, a journey that you're, you're still going through, I guess, um, how did you scale the services, like scaling SEO and digital marketing services as you went along? Yeah, so I think the, the, the biggest problem I had for years was getting the right kind of clients to come in the door. And then at some point, you know, trying to figure out at some point, and you really only learn this the hard way unless someone teaches you how to do it, is... When you're freelancing and like you're sort of doing it on your own, you're, you're taking any job you can get, whether it's a $500 job or a $2,000 job or a $5,000 job. You want to get the latter, but you're, you know, when you first get started, you're kind of, you know, you're picking up scraps wherever you can get. And because you have typically you're starting out with, if you don't, I mean, I, I'm completely talking about like, you know, bootstrapping, no money for advertising services, just starting out in the freelance kind of um, aspect. You know, I went I went through like years and years and years of getting very very small jobs. Yeah. So you're you're using that to pay your bills and to live, and you don't really have any sort of money to um, put back into the business and start to find ways to number one um, generate leads ongoing. You know, having leads come to you, and number two, um, figuring out what you can outsource and how you can scale with those pieces of the puzzle in place. 
So, you know, for years I was stuck in the, I never, and I told myself I didn't have enough money to say, um, pay for advertising for my own services or hire a lead generation service for my own services or outsource like web development work to an actual development team or content or link building or whatever, you know, whatever component it is. I always found myself never having quote unquote, the, the money to do that when I, in fact, just never budgeted properly. So yeah. that was kind of the, the first thing was realizing like, I've got to put money back into my business or I'm going to be stuck in the freelance rut forever. I'm never going to be able to obtain those bigger clients um, or I'm going to be doing all the work all the time. So if you like working all like 80 hours a week and you know, you want to stay doing that, then by all means um, wear all the hats and do all the work yourself if, if that's what you want. Um, but eventually you will get burned out and you eventually you also won't be able to grow in specific areas of your service. So if you're the one doing all the web development, all the content generation, all the link building um, and trying to manage like the business side of it, you're at some point you're going to, you know, your service isn't going to be as sharp as, say, your competitor who has learned how to scale and figured out, OK, I'm really good at say, link building, but not the greatest web developer in the world. You know, that's where you want to start outsourcing that kind of work. And that was definitely a place where I was for many years was, you know, I, I'm not a web developer by say, I didn't, you know, go to school to learn how to code. So at, at some point, my web development skills, you know, tapered off and plateaued because I couldn't do things like, you know, write CSS for certain parts of the website or, you know, change core WordPress elements because I didn't understand how to write code. So, you know, it was like it was learning to hire and find contractors to help me work on those elements that I wasn't good at. So that I could focus uh, on the things that I was good at. And that's when things started to scale a little bit. So, you know, these days it's, it's you know, as I'm growing as into an agency, it's, you know, I've got a team of web developers. I have a team of content developers. I have vendors and, and contractors who help me obtain my links that I want to get, you know, so I'm able to kind of like step back and play the sort of, you know, manager role of managing all the pieces of the puzzle from sales to client interaction to knowing that my team is going to be able to execute on all the things that I need to do to provide those results. And that's kind of where you step into, and, and that's also obviously from what I'm saying is investing money in yourself. And yeah. it's kind of a beautiful thing when you can step, step into that role and kind of be able to breathe at the end of the day and sleep well, knowing that, you know, everything that you are trying to accomplish for that client in that month is going to get done because you have all the right people um, and all the pieces in place to, to, to execute. I'm wondering about actually how you managed, because I, I myself went on a journey that was a bit like that. But then just as we were about to expand into a quote unquote proper agency, we sort of pivoted and changed direction a bit. And I went back more towards the home freelancing side of things. But you mentioned there about uh, your mental state. How did you stop yourself from going mad? Because it must have been a difficult process as, as you sort of move from the sort of freelancing uh, mode of operation to agency work. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that started in, in understanding though, I think I, I talk about this all the time. People talk about wanting to work from home as a, as if it's, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then trust me, it is. There are days where it's, it's awesome to kind of be able to make my own schedule. Um, you know, wake up when I want to, uh, take the day off if I'm not feeling well or whatever. But I also learned like that a lot of people don't kind of quite realize that there's a loneliness to it too. Um, if you don't have, if you, if you're single, it's, it's, it's that's definitely something, you know, you have a family, maybe it's a little different. So a lot of that stuff I talk about when it comes to this is, is like, tr you know, trying to figure out like what kind of lifestyle you want to live. And then if you're going to get into the digital marketing um, space, how do you want your job and your lifestyle to sort of um, 
you know, what are you going to do to, to find the things that make you happy? So, I mean, after years of working from home, I got very bored with it because it was kind of like I'm online all day. I'm working at a coffee shops. So that's sort of my social interaction. But the, at the end of the day, I'm missing um, a sort of team environment. Uh, the, I mean, I, I worked in the restaurant business for a long time, so I was used to like working with a team of people on, and seeing the same people every day and yeah. going out and kicking butt um, when we got busy and that kind of um, that that environment I, I missed. So you know, I've I've had I've kind of I've been in both the you know solitude of freelancing and working from home and in the sort of agency environment, my limited experience in working in an agency environment where I had a team I could manage and we were all under the same roof. And it was great to, to have that interaction every day. So yeah. it's kind of like when you get into when you get into it, not just digital marketing, but any any job role or career where you work from home, understand the kind of pros and cons that come with it. And that's where I mentioned like mental health is that um, you know, it's it's easy to it can be easy to fall, especially if you're not structured, it can be easy to fail if you don't have sort of like the right environment in place or the right structure in place. Like I was, yeah. I learned right off the bat that I'm, I'm not necessarily the the most responsible person to be working from home. So, and that affected the early part of my career where, you know, I was in my twenties, I was partying a lot. I wasn't, you know, I was getting up, it was, oh, this is great. I can get up whenever I want. And now all of a sudden you're getting up at two o'clock in the afternoon, hungover, and you're not <laughs> getting work done. Yeah, sure. uh, it's going to affect your productivity. It's going to affect yeah. your careers. So, Eric, did you ever sort of question why you were in SEO in the first place during that transition? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when I first got into SEO, it was sort of on a sort of a fluke. Um, my roommate at the time was really into we, we were young guys who wanted to start a business who had no idea what we wanted to do. And e-commerce was really taking off. So it was kind of like, let's do that. And, you know, the end goal at the time was to, you know, start start one of these businesses that I can, that will run in my sleep, that'll drop, drop ship products for me. And then I'll be financially, you know, independent to do with whatever my money with whatever I wanted to do. And then that kind of like over the years just turned into, you know, being a freelance web developer and SEO. Mm. And, you know, you definitely have those moments where you go, especially when, when I talk about the, the execution part of it, when, when you start realizing, okay, I'm getting paid X amount of dollars a month and I'm selling a service that I really can't execute because I'm offering way too much. I'm offering web development and on-page SEO and link building and email marketing and, and then social media comes out and all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, I found myself just kind of, you know, getting paid way, way less than I should have for sure. the, the, uh, the breadth of services that I was offering. And then when you, when you can't, when you can't execute, when you can't do all those things and your clients aren't happy with you or they, they drop you and, and you're kind of, you're, you're in the kind of hamster wheel of trying to get work in, but you're also not being able to do it to your fullest potential, and then you question why? Why am I doing this? Um, so that's really what I've spent the last few years really putting together. Is is okay? If I'm going to continue doing this, I need to make sure that I can execute, and that my clients are going to be happy. And then um, because I know that the execution is going to take place, and that my clients are be happy, I'm going to be happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, that was always the biggest thing with me was the stress of you're you're kind of just like rolling dice every month. I hope that these these things that I'm doing you know, the rankings increase, the traffic comes and then it converts all, you know, all those pieces of the puzzle. So, um, you know, that, that kind of having those moments of questioning what I want to do, or if I want to do this helped me realize what I needed to do to make me happy and, and to keep, you know, the sort of spark alive, um, in being in this industry. So just finally then, Eric, I mean, we've probably got quite a few listeners uh, today that are sort of maybe they're freelance, um, you know, SEO consultants or uh, digital marketing consultants. And they're thinking of, 
making it a bit bigger. Have you got a couple of thoughts or, or takeaways for our audience today on that subject, things to think about? Sure. So um, we, we talked about them already and we're sort of going to recap. So, you know, the really big thing is, is at some point you're going to have to, you know, invest, you're going to invest in yourself, whether that's, you know, investing money into um, what you're taking, taking a, you know, creating a bank account if you have to, or whatever it is, taking, um, investing some money into the, the two big things are figuring out a way to generate your own leads. So you, you can't rely on just referrals or rely on uh, Craigslist ads or rely on Upwork to give you the kind of work that you're looking for. You're going to want to have to figure out a way to to create a sort of sales channel for yourself, whether it's you know advertising. Um, you know, you, you're doing you're selling a marketing service. You need to be doing it for yourself. So all the yeah. things that you do, you need to be doing for yourself. Um, and then the second side of that is the scaling, the scalability side of it. So you're going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to do every web development project that comes in, or you're not going to be able to create all the content, or you're not going to be able to build the links. Start figuring out ways to find contractors or vendors. That's kind of the big thing these days, especially with the link building side. Is you know find the find the companies out there that do this really well and work your way up to being able to hire them. Um, once you get to that place where you have um, a team of developers, we have a team of writers, we have um, link builders and and vendors to to kind of um, you know help you execute. You're going to kick yourself for never you know doing it in the past. You know that was that's basically what the last few years of me uh, of my life has been is I'm in such a great place now knowing that I have enough of a cash flow where I can pay vendors and contractors to, to you know that that essentially is my team to execute for my clients and that the work's going to get done and that the goals are going to be met um, and obviously I'm uh, you know at a much happier place because I have that those things in place um, you know and and now I can kind of you might it's kind of a chicken or egg do you do you invest in the sales side first and then get too busy and then build your your team out or do you build a team first so that when the pipelines of of leads come flowing in you can execute those are both good problems to have yeah sure well eric thanks so much for coming on um how can our listeners find out more about you and more about evolver just check out the website evolver.com also twitter's pretty much the main um you know, social media platform on so twitter.com slash evolver. And I will, I will, I think I noted that uh, we will be uh, doing our own podcast this fall. So, uh, oh, fantastic. Definitely going to be probably the out of blogging and tweeting is probably going to be the most sort of interactive thing I've ever done social media wise. So I'm, I'm excited to get into the, the podcasting world. Do you know what it's going to be called yet? Have you decided on the title? Um, yes, the title is going to be called Blood, Sweat, and Beers, and it's very much going to talk about a lot of the things that we talked about on our uh, our call today, which is sort of like the transition from, from freelancing to bigger and better things and the trials and tribulations that come with it um, in a very much uh, entertaining uh, and off-the-cuff kind of way. And just for our listeners, Evolver is spelt, because I'm rubbish at spelling, it's E-V-O-L-V-O-R, isn't it? So Evolver.com and Evolver on Twitter. Yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, the show notes will be in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. If you've got questions or suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We also have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Eric. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 